0: wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This week on Crime World...
2: There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave, 1919, 1920. There's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. On occasion solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Tallant and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Left Wing
0: Podcast in association with Aldi, official supermarket of the IRFU. Feeding the future of Irish rugby. For more information, visit www.aldi.ie forward slash play rugby. Okay, well, O'Driscoll, Morgan,
1: extra man, it's Fitzgerald, oh, Fitzgerald, it's...
0: Down again,
1: and two for him. Hello and welcome to the left wing independent.ie's rugby podcast in association with Aldi. I'm Will Slattery, delighted to be joined in studio as always by Luke Fitzgerald. Luke, hello. Xenophobe. Yeah, xenophobic, racist, Brexiteering, Brexiteer. Boris Johnsoning. I've been
0: called a lot of things, a lot of things yeah. this week, Will. Um an eventful probably my own fault for, throw, for lobbing in that grenade yeah. Um bit tongue in cheek but look I actually sorry that's yeah. great a bit of discourse even though there was some absolute rubbish there
1: was actually some really good stuff in and am, in, in amongst it yeah. I'm actually not expecting everyone to agree with me Will, on that just for people who don't know what we're referring to the Ireland World Coast squad was named <laughs> Devon Tonner was omitted uh, South African uh, and Munster second row John Klein was included and then Luke said I'm look- what was it I'm looking forward to seeing Ireland or South Africa versus all South things Africa going a. to plan. Yeah. South Africa vs South Africa A in the quarterfinal. Look, it was obviously a, it, there was a bit of a joke to it,
0: but also, and obviously, the photo of me in a South Africa jersey was a joke for those people who don't have, have no sense of humour. But there was a serious tinge to it behind the scenes, and that I suppose while we've all moved on because the IRB have changed the ruling around the project player situation. It, all, it kind of all came home to roost, um, you know, with the World Cup selection and John Klein going ahead yeah. of Devon Toner. And for lots of different reasons, it was just disappointing, Will. Like, a guy who's been in our system since he's eight years old, um, you know, it's just, or maybe it's probably five. You wouldn't know, Dave probably looked like a 20-year-old when he was five, you know, but, um, yeah, so call it five, right? But he's gone, he's played Ireland under-21s, played Ireland A, like he's, you know, been with Leinster all the way through, played underage Leinster. Um it's disappointing, you know, and the worrying part about this stuff is that it really eats away at our at the foundations of what makes the game strong here, which is our academy system. We've seen these kind of situations throughout the years where the likes to say, and look, I promise you, it's not personal. And most of these guys are actually really lovely blokes. But Michael Bent, exa- the Michael Bent example, right, we had no props in, in Ireland at the time, really. We had Mike Ross, and we had maybe John Hayes before him, and there was real worry about developing these things behind. But we've shown subsequently, if we put the time... But he was always time... qualified, which was different to John Sorry, Stein. sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. The point is that, like, you, you yeah. kind of, you know, when we put the time into our academy systems, look how good our guys are. Like, we, I think we've probably got the best front rows in the world. Like I really believe that we've got Ty Furlong, Keen Healy, we've David, we've Kilcoyne, uh, we have John Ryan gone, we've Andrew Porter, a young up-and-comer, we've Jack McGrath, who we barely have even talked about, is not on the plane to, to Japan, who's a lion. Like, if we put the time in at that point, Marty Moore's not even there. Like, guys like that, you're just thinking to yourself, Finley Beelum, like we have the if we put the time and resources into our young guys. They will come good for us. We just need to trust them on the big stage. We can't be parachuting guys in um, from other... B- and, and also, well, did, you,
1: w- did you feel the same when it was, you know, Richard Strauss, Jared Payne, CJ Sander, Bundy Aki? A
0: hundred percent I did feel the same way and because I like I all see, those
1: guys. People were like, oh, he's only saying this because this is his mate who wasn't picked. I felt the same yeah. way.
0: Like, Richard Strauss singing the anthem, like, that... That meant nothing to me. Like, that yeah. was the, the best PR stunt of all time. It was really smart because everyone goes, oh, look at him, he's learned the anthem. I was like, yeah, I'd learn the anthem <laughs> as well if it was going to make me, a, like, a quarter of a million a year. Like, don't be silly. Like, like, and people actually making out that I'm some kind of xenophobe and I'm not providing opportunities to people coming across. That's utter garbage. Like, we're not talking about people coming over on a boat, like refugees or whatever. We're not talking about that. This is coming over for a job that's worth two and that's paying, you know, between 150 and 300 grand a year. We're not talking about that. Plus, it's 120 people, it's professional sports, it's a 10 year career. We're trying to keep the game, the international game, somewhat kind of separate and, 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 and kind of special, where we have all these countries, all these you know, people representing their countries, people getting behind them, people enjoying the World Cup for what it is, and people in developed countries like Ireland who have a bit of money, not robbing players from the likes of Samoa, the likes of Fiji, all the, you know, the likes of a Georgia. We're trying to get the game. You know, was well represented. You know, all over the world, and there's on. We can't do that if we're robbing players from all these countries. We just can't do it.
1: Well, you say that? Would well, that say you would frame it, robbing? Play, like, just John Klein? But I, I, no. But I, I might
0: think Bundy Aki might be. Like you know, maybe in straight, maybe you might call him New Zealand. But strong, like, yeah. he, he is. You know, he's got an islander background. You look at lots of those countries, like, and maybe they don't have big playing pools. But geez, they've got some unbelievable players. And how many of those guys? you know, trace their origins to those countries, and because the money and the finances aren't there, they're not playing for those countries, you know? And I think, like, it's sad that we we play a, such a beautiful game, but there's probably only three or four teams that can really win a World Cup, whereas if you look at the ethnicities of all the people that are playing all these games, there probably really should be 10 or 12 teams that could win this thing. Um, and that's,
1: I think, a bit of a shame around this, Will. But then from, like... Like, Joe Schmidt, the rules of the rules, he, like, so what? I've oh, no issue Sh- with Joe is, Schmidt, was, sorry, I've no issue with Should he just sorry. not pick John Klein then? Well, I, uh,
0: sorry, on a, based on a rugby decision, and we're going back to rugby now, I don't think so anyway. Um, I think he's picking someone who's played two games for Ireland, who's only become, like, the, look, regardless of how long he's become available for Ireland, he's played two games for Ireland, a poor performance against Italy, not by him personally, but by the team, and our worst ever defeat against England like on what basis are you then not picking Devon particularly when you saw how badly your line outperformed against England Yeah,
1: I, I just don't understand well, Like, we'll, what's we'll get into more of the rugby stuff when we have Ian Madigan on a, a little later yeah. Bristol out half to, to discuss the squad and and just how he's getting on there and there's kind of a whole host of World Cup things but it's like what were you going to say? There, like jumped across.
0: No, sorry, I was just going to say, like, on what basis then are we comparing the two players' body of work? Like, Devin, obviously, you know, he had a few injuries last season at different points, but like he was the one who played in that New Zealand game as well, and he was unbelievable in the New Zealand game. I might add. So, like, lots of people seem to have played poorly for the whole season, and I don't think Devin played poorly by the way for the whole season, but they're still getting picked. Because they're yeah. the heroes from the New Zealand game. So, like, I don't know. I just think it's double standards. I just don't understand how someone... And it's disappointing. Like, uh, you know, I know I'm drifting off the rugby point again, but it's disappointing that someone's come through the whole way. This guy's been an integral part of the whole... Of two World Cups, like, at this point.
1: It's pretty disappointing, Will. Like. But yeah, no, like because uh, from from, a, from that perspective, it's, it's funny how... I thought it was funny how much criticism you did get. Like, obviously, people are entitled to disagree with you, but it was it was a lot of there was a huge response to your. Kind of, I know it was probably because it was a, kind of the, the piss take of the is Africa versus whatever. It, it was. got
0: pretty per- like it always. And look on Twitter, it gets very personal. Yeah. And look, sorry
1: to all those people who were
0: abusing me personally. I'm sorry I couldn't get back to you. Per- you know, and I, I just had to go on living my life. Um, but um. I tried to get back to as many people as possible who were actually being serious about it and not having a go at me personally because I have an opinion that differs from theirs. Um, you know, I never see... It never needed to be personal attacks. And it wasn't... I didn't launch a personal attack. I made a joke about, you know, a pretty serious issue around around World Rugby. And you see there's like a Gus P. Pichot again, you know, very important member of the IRB, um, senior thinker on, on how we're going to progress the game in the future. Um, you know, he, came, he weighed in on it as well, which I thought was interesting, you know, um and th- th- you know it's just again we have covered this and it is all ground and i hate it just yeah. those old feelings about it came up and i'm saying this is just wrong you know, like he he should be in the South African system, really competing for a place. He's good enough to be doing that. I have no problem with him coming over to Munster to pursue it over here. But I just think the Irish thing—it's too quick, three years. And look, I know we've covered well, well, it's gonna be, it, but it's going to be—it just hurts a bit, I, I think. You
1: know, this time next year, James Lowe is going to put on a green jersey as well. It's—it's it's not going to be the last time it's going to happen.
0: No, it's not. Like, and it's going to be wrong. Like, if he takes the place of Keith Earls, like. Uh, how are you going to feel about that? I, yeah. I won't feel good about it. Like as much we, J- James, has been on the show here. Like we mm. both know, yeah. lovely guy, playing the system, playing, giving his heart and soul for Leinster week in week out. Been a brilliant servant. He's getting involved in, in the community, all that kind of stuff. But like, it's wrong. Like it'd be like what about if he takes Stockdale's place? Mm. Like is that is that right? Yeah. I, I don't think so. I don't think that's right. And um, what if he takes Larmers' place? What if he takes Young Conway's place? Like jeez, I don't know. Am I the only one that thinks this way about this? I, I I hope I'm not. I know from some people that I'm not, but just from the outcry... No, it's interesting. It seems like
1: the silent majority... Well, because it, it's funny because... Have like, stayed silent. To, like, no one, like, I don't think it's xenophobic to say that someone who's been in the system for his entire career, like, when it's a call like this where it's so negligible, like, that they prefer to see that person over someone who was only Irish qualified for two days before his first cap, that's not xenophobic. Not, look, I'm not trying to be, like... I'm not trying to be
0: exclusive here you know I saw people saying oh I'm over from the UK and I've got my kids over here and I just feel like and I was saying, this, that's not what this is like this isn't like a job this isn't like a serious job where we're not providing someone opportunity to you know come into society and contribute here and we're not going to value that I and mean, that's not that's not what we're because doing he here. Still, we're talking about 120 jobs here he's, like, also it's still, not like,
1: he's also still he's also still getting paid to play for Manchester it's not as if he's not <laughs> he wouldn't be allowed to play rugby in Ireland
0: I am not Boris Johnson we even though we have some similarities in terms of my current body shape and my hair i honestly like just like get a grip people this is professional rugby like it's not it's not a normal job and if it was a normal job loads of the things that go on it by the way wouldn't actually be allowed so let's get real about this for a second we're talking about a game here where we're trying to get we want as many people involved in the game like we're talking about the likes of Alton Delane, you know, Kerry guy, you know, not being involved. We're talking about, you know, Donnacha Ryan, Simon Zebo being excluded from the team. Ian Madigan, who's going to be on the show, being excluded from the team. All our, and then we have someone like like it's it doesn't sit right with me that we're excluding these people, you know, trying to protect the game in Ireland. But then from the inside, we're kind of also like it's it's it just doesn't it seems like it's it's it seems like it's almost. It's the opposite of what we're doing with our foreign players is what we're doing with the internal stuff is we're trying to like take advantage of this stuff in the internal game and the people who are playing externally to our game are excluding them even though they're they're from Ireland. Like, Zebos from Ireland. Donica Ryan's from Ireland. Like, Ian Madigan is from Ireland. Like, that, that doesn't sit right with me. It feels like there's a bit of hypocrisy there to be honest. Yeah, I
1: think when people, when you start saying, oh, from Ireland, from Ireland, people do automatically think Oh, you're saying that like oh, it has to be you have to be Irish 100. percent But Rizébo yeah.
0: and and uh, and Delan have roots abroad. It's not about yeah. that. They've grown up through the system here. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They've done their five years. They've got Irish passports. They're Irish. Like do you yeah. know what I mean? I consider them Irish. So. It's absolute garbage you now to be going on with that kind of carry on. It's it it does it doesn't belong in the rugby conversation. The conversation here is about protecting the game in here by not allowing someone to come in for such a short period of time and take someone's place who's been in our system the whole way. Now, how do we get young people to play the game here? How do we get say? you Know a young kid at five or six to say, I want to play for Ireland when all of a sudden he's you know, he's gone through that, he's almost
1: yeah. within touching distance he, of his dream. Were you still playing when you gave that first interview about this? We just finished, yeah. Look, everyone expected me to be you know, Mahatma
0: Gandhi or feckin Rosa Parks and and, and lose my job, you know yeah. what I mean, and and speak yeah. out against this stuff. I wasn't going to do that, I didn't want to give up my house. <laughs> like, i like, yeah. I'm a normal person, uh, I didn't want to do that. Plus, I actually thought I was better and was going to get the place anyway. Was, As so, it transpired, so you I'm were, not going to give out about it. Like when
1: directly I'm in the affected by this as well like with Jared Payne I guess starting at, at, 100% yeah. affected by it yeah. and what what would you say given that you know these guys very well w- w- was how similar of like, you would be held like to think
0: I suppose I felt like I didn't think there was a big enough difference between myself and the player who was playing ahead of me to justify picking them based on that they weren't they, you know, they weren't Irish you know I didn't think there was a big enough difference I thought it really again I, f- I feel the same way about that as I feel about Devon and, and the But lab. what about
1: the other lads In the squad today uh, Ah definitely 100% yeah, 100%
0: Like they're never going to say it Like why would this they're, This is their job Like you know mm-hmm. Would you give up your job Like these guys are all Going to have to start A career again When they're 32 33 34 And they're going to have to go Right down to the bottom Of the food chain Is exactly what I'm doing Like and you're expecting them To say to give up The last couple of years Of good earning money Where they're trying to buffer Like a, a cushion to, to basically voice their, their concerns oh, it, But You
1: wouldn't be sacked for saying.
0: No, but you, you create lots of difficulties <laughs> yeah. for yourself in that environment. Like, if you're attacking Joe Schmidt, like, you best be sure, like.
1: He's, he's leaving he's at the World Cup. He,
0: you know, he's autocratic in how he does things, yeah. and he has to be because of the pressure that he's under. I understand that. But, uh, I, uh, look, that's a decision I made. Maybe people, I saw people calling me a coward and all that kind of stuff. I felt the same way about it now. I guarantee you, because I know these guys, people feel the same way about it in there now. it's It doesn't sit right with people and mm. that's a fact. So all these people with all their notions who are supporting their Munsters, their Connocks, their Ulsters, or where these guys are playing, the players don't feel that way.
1: Yeah. About it. Well, to be fair, if nothing else like you have, I, I saw a couple of people argue, claiming that like this was just based on Oh, your mate got caught, but you—you, yeah. You, as I said, you gave an interview, you know, three, four years ago. It
0: was as soon as I finished, yeah, as soon so. as I, my pay packet wasn't dependent on us. I, you know, I, 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 I voiced my opinion on it, yeah. and it's an opinion. You do not have to agree with this thing, right? But uh, you do have to probably respect and listen to it. I think maybe not respect it, but you, have, you certainly have to listen to it without shouting down abusive stuff. If you have honest, good points to make about it, make them. That's that'd be my view on it. It's it's it, like this kind of stuff this week touched on what's going on over in the UK at the moment, where no one can even no one can even contemplate listening to someone else's opinion. And look, if it's not based on valid stuff, you can discount it. But I think it's based on a lot of sound ideas around protecting the game here and all our young kids playing the game here. Saying, well, their dream is to play for Ireland. Are we just going to snatch that away yeah, after well, fifteen like, years? Twitter's
1: probably not, not the best medium for that, one. Like, it. It is. I'd, big I'd big big encourage. If people are interested to read, you 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 know you chatted to Rory O'Connor uh, about it in mo- in a bit more depth, and that's the yeah. kind of a, I think a, a better kind of context. Yeah, for it's us. a better way of, of reading kind of your fault. And
0: even still, it's probably not the like it's still hard. Like I think this is actually yeah. a really good medium to yeah. discuss it because we've so much like we've got the time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Whereas with Rudd's like he's under pressure to get it, you know, to get an article in. That was at like six o'clock last night. Yeah. Um, and he had a
1: busy day. He had a busy day as, uh, busy yeah. day as well. Yeah. So.
0: um yeah. Look. It, well, look. I think we've covered yeah. what we needed to cover on this one. I've got my, my my views across on it. Interesting. Like, I I feel like you're probably without voicing your own opinion or putting word in your mouth. Like, look, what what's your view on it?
1: Well, my view is, you know, obviously, I think, yeah, obviously, people in the squ- who've been in the system for the, for the whole time, but ultimately, the rules are the rules. If 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 Joe thinks John Klein is better than Devin Toner, I've no problem with him picking him. I, really, yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I, it, the, the rules are the rules. What about
0: the connotations outside of that, though? For like, yeah, I know you touched on it there, but you kind of touched on it, like in any depth. What do you think about the? Like, the does it devalue what goes on in the provinces and the academies
1: and all that kind of stuff? And I, the, the underage system. I don't think so. I don't think. Like, because t- as Joe said himself today, it's a it's been a very small amount of people. Really, like it's only a bit of a five or six lads who've been brought in, and how many lads have been capped by Joe? Like a lot.
0: But if three of them start in our fifteen, which is which could happen, mm. that's twenty percent of the team. Yeah, it's an
1: interesting one. I, I if don't... there's
0: three of them in the twenty-two, that's like just under fourteen percent. But if there's three of them in the thirty-one, that's where yeah we're under ten percent. But like
1: yeah. It's an interesting one. Personally, I, I don't think... I, If the, the rules... Playing within the rules, I, I don't have a huge problem with it. Yeah, like, fair enough, okay. Like, I, but I, I I, agree that it's not great to have someone who's been in the system the whole time, but ultimately... And I don't think this was the right call, but ultimately, if Joe does, I don't have a problem with him making the call.
0: I think that's fair. Look, yeah. and that's... that's I'm, I completely accept that point yeah. of
1: view because I think... By the way, I think you're right. Like I wouldn't be dogmatic either way on it, you know? I think, really, yeah? Yeah, I wouldn't be. Like, yeah. I think it's... I, I base it on the rugby, you know... Yeah. What can you do for me now, really? like it, It's it's tough, but it's. You're defra- keeping your job, Will. You're it's picking defra- the guys who right, are yeah. keeping the job well, for the yeah, head coach. Well, I'm <laughs> if I'm Joe Smith, I want to do well at the World <laughs> Cup. If I feel like Sander Bundy can help me to, to do that and they're within the rules. But I take your point, like, you know, someone who's been in the system the whole time. But, like, if the person is better and they're eligible to play for Ireland, ultimately the ho- head coach is within his right to pick it. Just as you are to be pissed off if you're the man being kept out, like you know, yeah, I, that's how I
0: would. The guy's got a family, and I think, like from from what I can see around just in terms of general feeling around him it sounds like from even though he's got this incredible body of work behind him like just so good like there's no doubting how good this guy is like he's unbelievable Connor. no sorry joe joe, joe, yeah. joe like he's he's an unbelievable coach Like he's incredible but look, people are hanging their hat on this world cup and they'll say like well what was the pro- like did the project work right. like and i think that'd be a big mistake i think I would like to see us take a little bit. We want him to do great. But, but I'd like to see him take a bit of pressure Jovo, off of it's,
1: it's funny for Jovo people to be up here answering questions because he is someone who's come to Ireland. You know, he's been an Irish Listen now. Like, he's, he, he himself, he was Suits like,
0: him for a job applications but, if he wants to come back up. No, like, but he was like... The the smartest, you know, he's a the smart He's He's blowing decision.
1: as well. Like, you know, cause no, no. Yeah, so people are questioning... He's a huge contributor to everything but it, around it, But here, it's yeah. like how, you know, how much like time you have to log in before you're considered one of the you know, someone who is Irish or someone who should yeah. be, you know, because he kind of touched on that it's as well. It's special to be Irish. Yeah. I don't think it should be... You can't just throw it or throw it or like you don't want to be
0: separating people. Like, Ireland, Irish people are all over the world contributing everywhere. Like, that's like, but it's also special to be Irish. Like, you can't just give them out for nothing. Like, it has to be, it's special. Like, we were, we're different. Like, we're, and while we're very much the same as a human race,
1: there are small differences that Ah, we like. Like, like I like that. That's more of a a side, like, I'm talking about the rugby. Like, this,
0: um, we're talking about, say, like, people who are you know, who are coming in, is, is it too long? Is it, uh, and I, like, that was kind of, did you touch on, I th- that was my feeling, I was like, oh, well, look, he's done his time here, and I was like, yeah, he has, yeah. and he deserves to be treated as, as as an Irish person now. He is an Irish person, he's got a passport, right? Fine. Joe, we were talking Joe about Joe, S- you were just yeah. talking about Joe, so yeah, I'm sorry. touching on your Joe point, right? But, like, it's, it's, it took him a long time to get there, yeah. but it should take you a long time to yeah. get there, because it's special to be Irish, so that's, that's probably the worry in my end, is that we're not making it special.
1: Mm, well, I think we've covered the non-rugby issues anyway, so I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Ian Madigan to talk about what has been an eventful few days for Irish rugby. Ian, thanks for coming on.
2: Yeah, thanks William, for having me on. Always a pleasure.
1: Yeah, the fifth time I believe you come on. Uh, you'd almost think you knew Luke very well and it was someone he could, from time to time, lean on and get, and get on the show.
2: <laughs> it's more just an opportunity to catch up with him these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, just off air, you're about swapping congratulations. Two men recently engaged, two good men down.
2: Yep, yep, I've um, yeah, been enjoying the last few weeks, it's a good feeling, and uh, great to see uh, Lukey joining uh, joining the crew of good rock men who are engaged at the moment.
0: Exactly, <laughs> I can hear you. you're eating something in the background there, are you, you going to put on the wedding 10, is it? <laughs> Be careful man, you won't, you won't fit in that suit. You won't fit in that suit. We're well, hold off in the grub because well, we can't hear you for the, for, the, of, for the next twenty speaking minutes.
1: Speaking of good rock men, you two must have been two of the only lads not featured in a Russell Cal Kelly documentary last night. I, I was shocked that at least Luke, anyway, didn't make an appearance.
0: Yeah, no, and I seem <laughs> to have been a regular. And literally, he was he 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 coined, he came in off the back of my of my engagement. Um, you know, kind of. Talking about maybe get possibly getting in for a, a shortlist for a best man <laughs> speech, so I was surprised I didn't get the <laughs> surprised I didn't make the cut. But maybe I'm I'm old news. And uh, while I was current last week for a little bit, uh, he, he was com- kind of pony off the back of that or whatever.
1: Yeah, well, it's been an interesting couple of days, Ian. You know, I don't know how, how did you experience kind of the World Cup squad announcement. I know I'm, I'm sure you you probably at this stage weren't expecting to to be listed among the people in it, but uh, it, it's been an interesting few days.
2: Yeah, it has. Yeah, it's been um, you know obviously topical with. Uh, with Dev being left out being probably the main story that everyone's talking about, I suppose um, he's just that kind of guy that I think a lot of people can relate to. You know, he's he's someone who um, makes the most of the of the talent that he has. You know, is an extremely consistent player, you know, one man club uh, with Leinster, obviously, um, and has been you know, centre to the Irish team for probably the last two World Cup cycles, um, and. Yeah, so I suppose from yeah you know, from uh, being you know good friends with Dave as well, I was really disappointed when when I um, found out that he wasn't in the squad because I'd say it probably wasn't even crossing his mind. It's that he was more thinking, will I be starting or might I be coming off the bench? Let alone not making the the thirty one man squad.
1: Yeah, Luke, that's an interesting point that Ian raises there because it did seem to catch most people. It's funny, like it caught me completely off guard. Then reading something today, it was like a few people today. I won't say who they were, but they're like, "Oh, this was on the cards." Oh, you could. See. It was like well, I, I didn't see. that It wasn't on the cards for me at all. There was wasn't no. On the it card. wasn't. I, I don't, that's, people that are reverse. wrong. Yeah, people are reverse. Like, well, they're people that we know and they're friends of the show, so I didn't <laughs> want to uh, name any names. But uh, for me, like that's reverse engineered logic. I, I didn't see that this announcement on the cards at all. It, yeah, as Ian said, would he start? Would he be on the bench? Why And it was probably people were saying he would probably be a starter against Scotland.
0: Oh, well, like I think, particularly given the trouble that they had in the line out against uh, now, as I said, like a very, very good English line out. Borthwick has them, you know, running a very, very tight ship there. They have lots of good jumpers, they put pressure on all the time. Um, you know, and we did fall. And it was the first look, it was the first game out for a lot of people. So we will take that into account. But at the same time, you would have thought. Given the emphasis that Joe and, and be interesting to hear Ian's perspective on this one because like as just as an out half, having worked with Joe so closely, like he places a lot of emphasis on his line out moves. You know, he's so good at moving the chess pieces around the board. Um, having kind of guaranteed line out possession or close to guaranteed line out possession with Devon there, plus the ability to call the right moves under pressure, uh, which Dev, you know, undoubtedly can do, like, that's that's a that was really strange, you know, and I think um, it was really really surprising. I think that anyone that didn't think or is now, as you say, reverse engineering the kind of logic around this thing now about saying, oh well, Devon hadn't played. I think they're 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 basing that on on it, it's a it's a. It's a post-mortem kind of, mm. um, you know, view on things, saying, oh, well, that actually does make sense at this point. It really doesn't. Um, and, and that's what's so surprising about the whole thing. Give it, look, leaving all the other stuff aside, I mean, just based it on a pure rugby decision, Ian, like, did, did, what, what do you think of, the, like, were you surprised? Because, uh, like, and to touch on the point I was making earlier on, but you haven't, you know, very good insight into Joe's thinking and the emphasis that he does place on the line-out, were you surprised based on that logic?
2: Yeah, I was like a a huge part of Joe's game plan is line out attack, Um, you know, and I think he was, you know, probably found out a small bit against England because they were very clever and heavy. You know, they just put one in the breakdown, uh, played their wingers high for the first three phases, and you know, once you kind of weather that storm, you know. you, you you do worry a small bit about Ireland's multi-phase attack. You know, it's never been a great strength of ours. It's more that you know we, we've been able to get tries um, by scoring on those first three phases. You know, the power plays that Joe does, um, and a vital part of that is is line-out ball. And it's not necessarily just winning ball. You know, it's it's winning ball at four or at six, and you know, being able to play on top of the t- on top of the opponents. You know, getting over that gain line setting up midfield rooks, or getting easy edges. And you can't really do that if you're winning ball off the front. And, you know, Dev's a a master at winning uh, line a ball at four or six, um, you know, calling the ball on himself, getting up, dominating the air. And, you know, it's a massive confidence booster for teams when you've got someone in your pack doing that for you.
1: It's an interesting one because, you know, from Joe's perspective, then making this decision, you can't accuse him of, you know, making the easy call or, or you know, not, you're not taking a risk here. Because if the line isn't, you know, really, really strong and contributing to the attack, in, as Ian and yourself have outlined, like he's going to be absolutely savaged.
0: Yeah, but look, he's over to New Zealand. I think he's <laughs> fine over there. I'm not sure he's. I, I, I'm not sure he's got Twitter unless he's got one of those eggs. You know that. Oh, well, he definitely has <laughs> an egg. At least <laughs> he, one egg. A couple of he, eggs. You he reckon he's a couple of eggs out there checking <laughs> up on on all the content? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at that either, to be honest. Uh, knowing the personality, um, but yeah, like it is. It's 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 a big call, uh, as you say. Look, we've we've probably. Um, at times been critical of his selection policy, you know, uh, particularly around some of the
1: conservative calls or what are viewed as conservative calls. And I've been on here last respects. week and we said, Oh, would he would he maybe cut some of the big names? And you were like, Oh, would he? I don't know. And we don't think anyone was just no, taking tone. Sorry,
0: and, and on that basis we were completely wrong. But on the <laughs> same at the same time, look, a lot of people I think like the worrying thing for me is that there's lots of other positions there at the moment where like we talk about Dev and it's the big talking point and the line out, he he will get savage for this if if the if the line out doesn't perform, but he's got two able lieutenants there, I, I just, my worry is that they're not as experienced, and I don't think they're as good as, as, as Dev at making at, at calling the line-out um, not at this stage, James Ryan you think is someone who will be, because he just you know, he just looks like the kind of guy who will be a great leader in there um, and I think he might have a role beyond just a line-out caller, but that's a different conversation um, he's been conservative in lots of calls and this was just a surprising one because this wasn't even an area we were actually saying like I've heard how many people did you hear saying over the last couple of weeks she's you know Dev really you know he grew in, 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 in his absence yes, in the English game like, that yeah. was quote unquote a lot of people saying Jesus he has to go at this point because of the, the debacle in, in, in Twickenham so like that's <laughs> that was surprising and again as you say we can't you know we can't say he hasn't been he's been really conservative in this respect, but I think he has been in a lot of other ones and particularly the Will Addison one was surprising to me because um, I just don't know why you play him if he hasn't had the body of work that you'd pick him Uh, and like I thought that would have been a perfect opportunity to play a Larmer or a, a Conway or whoever your reserve fullback is going to be behind Rob Carney I just think that was a perfect opportunity to do so. Will Allison actually showed everything that we he thought he we, we we would like to see from him. I thought like he didn't light up the pitch, but he just had a few sparks. He looked like someone who could change the game if he came on. He's got nice handling ability takes pressure off Johnny Sex and Connor Murray, whoever is in there and from our centers in terms of the ball playing nice kicking game. He was excellent in the air. His tackling was very good. Like that was really good. You know, he had a few one on ones and he and he dealt with that stuff very well was in the right positions. I was really surprised. that I just don't get the logic in playing him whatsoever based on what Joe has said in terms of not picking him and the, the, the criteria that he used for not picking him. It didn't make any sense to me at all. So, I mean, like just on that basis, Ian, or not even on that basis, on your own thoughts around Will Addison, did you think that was a bit of an odd selection or non-selection as well?
2: Yeah, it it definitely looked, you know, over the the, the three weeks that he was you know, teed up to to get him into the squad. You know, it was it was like he was giving him every opportunity to show what he can do to justify why he was gonna then pick him. Um, and it looked like he'd kinda ticked all those boxes for, you know, what would have been the public, but ultimately he might have ticked them enough for Joe. Um, or maybe he felt that he needed a bit more spark in there. Like there's no doubt that he's a um I think he's a very, very good player, and I actually thought he was the kind of player that, that Joe really liked, you know, kind of almost a bit like Jared Payne. Um, just really consistent in all the basics of the game. And, you know, on top of that, he's got good top-end speed. So, um, yeah, just a, a tricky one, but I think of the guys that are going ahead of him, you know, if you look at or Conway, you know, these kind of guys, they can change a change game for you. So, I think... <laughs> Obviously, it, it is definitely part of the story, and, and Addison was a big loser in selection. But it's one of those ones that uh, the team will move quickly on from. Whereas, you know, Dev is, is one that that I think can can definitely linger around. And if, as you said, if for example the lineout fails, then it's one that's going to definitely come back and haunt them. Um, just on, on the Dev one, I think sometimes you you, you do see it from time to time. We're preseason, I think. Um, you can fall into a trap of you know, are we athletes or are we rugby players? And you know, that's one thing that Dev probably isn't great at. Like, you know, he's not particularly good in the gym. He wouldn't be getting high scores. It's pretty in the hard
0: goals. when you're like folding yourself out like nonstop. Like he's like yeah, a, he's like, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Even, even actually, like. and Dev
2: would say it himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's not going to he's not going to be benching 160 yeah, yeah, kilos. Sorry, he's not the, in the so. house, Dev. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, whereas someone like Klein might have been. Now, I don't obviously, I don't know. But he strikes me as someone who's a very good athlete, very fit, um, mm-hmm. probably very strong in the gym. Probably you know getting these huge scores. Um, but ultimately, like it's a game, of, you know, it's a game of rugby, like. And I think when push comes to shove, Devs, you know exactly what you're going to get from him. You know he's proven over the last whatever eight or nine years. Um, and I think that can be forgotten when you're in camp and 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 in the slog of preseason. You know you can get. Um, overall with all these scores that are getting thrown at you, but ultimately it's about the rugby player, you know.
1: Well, it's an interesting point that Ian raises, Luke, because, you know, if you're taking it off the basis of clients to performances, they haven't been, they haven't been great, whereas, you know, he has been in camp for this extended period of time, so it must be the behind the scenes away from the kind of the match day where he, you know, overtook uh, you know, Dev in the end.
0: Yeah, like it, look, it has to have been something like that, it has to have played a part but I suppose from my own perspective, like, like Dev is, is incredibly kind of uh, robust as well, like it's you know, it, last season was the first time I saw him have kind of en- any injuries, you know, um, and he's very, very fit when he gets going, uh, he's a big engine, like he's got lovely ball handling ability, it's something that Leinster use a huge amount um, all, like all the time, he, he, if you look at Leinster in Ireland at times, like yeah, over the last Couple of years from set plays, particularly, he's very, very trustworthy. Joe trusts him an awful lot off second and third phase to to be the ball player, be a link between his forwards and backs for 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 moves uh, off lineouts. Um, and I think it, it's a it's a part of his game that is very, very underrated. Like dev can be a great link man between your forwards, and it's something that like if you have someone like that, because people condense in around forwards, if you can have someone who can release the pass. Um, you know, to the likes of a Keane Healy, to the likes of a Tyke Furlong, to the likes of a Sean Cronin off the bench, whatever it may, Peter O'Mahony. These guys can all beat someone. Um, having someone, another forward who can link it on, and it's not just coming from Johnny Sexton or Conor Murray, it makes a big difference. Um, and I think when Dave is playing really well, when he's got rugby under his belt, he's a really good guy at that. And he's, and he, as I said, he's got a big engine. Mm. He can get through a huge amount of work. His choke tackle is good. Um... And I think he didn't really get enough of an opportunity. He's a guy who needs rugby. Um, so I think, as Ian said, interesting point, probably hadn't been, hadn't been considered by... I hadn't considered it really that much unless he was carrying an injury or something. I had considered that. But I thought, De- like, Joe would just know that at this point that Dev is not going to look good in the gym. Like, he he's you know lifting it two feet further than everyone else it's pretty hard to be benching as much as everyone else <laughs> um, or squatting it's like his legs are just never ending the guy's legs go up to my shoulders like so <laughs> to be thinking he'd be squatting the same as Kane Healy probably not realistic yeah. so I suppose on that basis I was a bit disappointed that it, or I would be disappointed if that came into because as Ian said he's a rugby player he's got a rugby brain and he's just a good rugby player he doesn't look like he's going to be like a, a Jean Klein on the rower or in the squatting or whatever not going to look like that yeah. but you know what you're getting
1: with him. And just another area of selection that was interesting was at scrum half, you know, Luke McGrath getting the nod over Kieran Marmion, like you'd know both players quite well. Um, Were you surprised at that because Joe had invested quite a lot of time in uh, Marmion over the last four years and he did appear to be in the box seat there?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, I'm sure that was a very close call and even going with, you know, the two scrum halves uh, and three out halves, you know, it, it, it definitely does put pressure on you throughout the competition. You know, it means that not only do the two scrum halves have to cover every game, they also have to train, um, you know, in every training session, which is which is tough going because, you know, if you don't have your two scrum halves out there, then you're looking at, you know, another back to shoehorn into that position.
1: You and, Were were you the third nine? Yeah. In? yeah, yeah. So,
2: well, what was that experience yeah, like?
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Was, good crack
2: <laughs> <laughs> I said, running the extra bloody 15 meters every time wasn't much fun. <laughs> the novelty of, novelty of that wore off very quickly. So, um, but it, do you know what? Yeah. I, you
0: make a good point though, like because I'd actually be really interested to piggyback in off Will's point on this one. I was really surprised he hasn't brought three nines. I really am. I know it's nice to have the options outside, okay? But leave it, like if if you look at it like you want your nine, who's the kind of person who dictates the tempo of the of, of your game around the pitch, like t- if one of those guys goes down, like you're in, you straight away, I think you're, there's, there's someone who mightn't have been in the camp for three or four weeks trying to get up to speed with all the calls, everyone else is trying to get their timing off, how they take the ball out of the base. Uh, that's an area I'm definitely worried about. Like, I don't know about you, like, I think that's a really difficult position to just come straight in cold into a new team or into a team that you haven't played in for a few weeks or trained with and hit the ground running, which is what you need in those positions. Would you have any concern around that part?
2: Yeah, certainly. Like, i um like, you know, I remember at one stage we'd like Vinnie Vinnie Ham the video analyst running at scrum half uh, <laughs> in training, and you know he's a, he's very limited ability even at J one level. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: poor, poor old Vinny man, Saint Mary's stalwart. <laughs> yeah, <say> exactly, stalwart. <laughs>
2: You know he's four years older now, and that's not going to do him any. <laughs> his, his hammies won't be able for this. <laughs> no, but you're saying that like you know when you it is very tight with um, with backs. Like, and I, I remember when I think we had a, a clash of knees at the start of one session, and then we already had one or two injuries coming into it because we played maybe one or two games. So before we knew it, you know, we'd Richie Murphy and Joe Schmidt lining it in the back line, and and. Um, I think that lasted about five minutes before they both pulled hamstrings. <laughs> <laughs> so, which,
0: um... <laughs> hopefully isn't the case this time around. Uh, I even remember yeah. Dave O'Shea was in running for like the, the, the media. Um, <laughs> oh, sure, Dave. Remember
2: Dave, <laughs> Dave <nearly was> in... <laughs> took someone out one stage. <laughs> he <laughs>
0: slipped into him. He was in runners or something, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So look, so... look, that's kind of part and parcel of having a, a tight enough squad for the World Cup. But, but, but...
1: Ian, from, from your perspective, covering nine as the, the third choice while also trying to be basically the second, choice out half. Like, what what was that like in terms of your preparation? Did you actually devote much of your mental energy thinking about what if I do get thrown in at nine, or were you just kind of okay in case of emergency, I'm there? But realistically, I'm just here to play ten.
2: Yeah, no, it definitely was uh, in case of emergency. Um, but because of the you know the gravity of the competition, it, it really did focus your mind, and um, you made sure when you were doing the you know the skills of passing off the off the the deck. Um, you know, even just the process of where, where the ball's coming off the line out, um, the kicking side of it, it is a very different skill, you know, going from like static, putting box kicks up, so off malls, Um and then the, the running um, stress is, is definitely um, more, you know, there's a reason why they're lighter than, than um, the other backs, because they've got to, they've got to run further um but yeah i I suppose it was probably about four or five or six weeks i I put in a fair bit of time but it it got to a point then where um i was probably losing time on core skills that i needed to be practicing to be playing out half Mm -hmm. um and i was also having a bit of a strain on my body like even like passing off the deck all the time it does put your back under a different strain um, so I remember having a conversation with Joe, and he said, "Here, look, I'm gonna have to. I think I'm at a, you know, a reasonably good level with the scrum half stuff, but I'm gonna have to peel back here, otherwise, you know, the core skills or the, the core parts of my game that I feel I need to, you know, dedicate certain time to within the week. I need to, to give to, you know, my out half play." And he was very understanding of that, and he felt I'd got enough reps in training. But, um, yeah, I, I was really hoping I wasn't going to be put in in a game. Um that's 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 so me. were we, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well that's an interesting point that
1: he makes because obviously you know Conor Murray being such a key man you'd love to give him a complete rest against Russia or Samoa but is the alternative then Joey Carberry who's coming in under injury question marks having to maybe be, be a, a, a replacement nine as well like it's not it's not ideal situation you said you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul in, in certain aspects of the squad but that's the one that that that, that can that point there I guess could, could rare its head
0: Yeah well like that's where you make the case for John Cooney who's got a little bit of flexibility in playing a few positions you know um, Look it's it's a really tough call to make. You know, you do want to get as many of your other other guys on the plane to give yourself some options around the rest of the pitch, but uh, uh, look, it's an area that worries me, like Connor as well. You know, you do want to give him a bit of rest. He's very combative, he's very physical. We saw he took a bad knock against England as well. It's worrying. It's wor- it's it's an area where you'd say like I see what he's done there, I know why he's doing it, but it's a it's still a risk. Um and you know, as you say you would like to rest him, particularly like and and the cha- the thing is you won't get a chance to do that now. Yeah. You know, you just won't. Um, and it's a big risk not to have him on the bench besides that anyway, you know. So concerning area, definitely. And he took a risk there, but look, you know, hopefully it pays off.
1: Yeah, I mean, I uh, just thought the other uh, part of the halfbacks, obviously a, a 10. It was an interesting call. Jack Cardi getting in over Ross Byrne. You know, Jack, Jack was given him the man of the match award against Wales. You know, from your own perspective as a 10, like what what have you made of his development and getting into the squad?
2: Yeah, I think Jack's done Jack's done really well. You know, he's had a a great kind of fifteen months. Um, you know, he put together a great season with Connick last year. Um, I think he's taken his opportunities at Ireland very well. Um, he looks physically like he's you know in 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 very good condition. Um, I feel for Ross a bit. You know, I think it was it was tough for him getting his opportunity against England and uh, the team not really performing. You know, I thought I thought in that game I actually thought he got off to a very good start. I thought he looked very composed, but. I think just when the game started to go away from him, you could you know maybe see some of his inexperience there where he, he wasn't able to impose himself on games as easily as he would with Leinster you know something that he's very good at is kind of controlling tempo of of those games and um, yeah but you know on the flip side of that I suppose um, Jack I thought he did very well in the game um, against Wales at the weekend you know. It, Executed the score core skills really well, and then you, you saw a bit of magic from him. And um, you know that, that that chip over from his own twenty-two was was classy, and one or two kind of half breaks to get get guys away. So um, yeah, I think you know if he's called upon, I think he's he he'll do a good job. Yeah, well, look, you know far more about this than me, but
0: like I just thought that <laughs> I would absolutely love to have been getting the Welsh A team versus the England. <laughs> The yeah, England locked team. and loaded England <laughs> taking like, yeah. like, uh, when, especially when the pack got absolutely decimated. Like, you know, you saw how down they were about their performance. Like <laughs> pretty tough on Ross Byrne, considering how good considering how good he was this season. Like you, if he had pulled if he played well under those circumstances. Like I look back to the England game in the in the Aviva. Was this year, Sexton. Jo- the best player in yeah. the world looked look, there's nothing you can do. Like, you know, at nine and 10, you're just screwed if your pack is going backwards. You're just, like, every job that now is is supposed to be a pre-rex or a a basic part of your job is, like, tenfold harder. Like, every pass is under pressure. Like, you get no time to think or see anything because it's all squirting out in bad situations. You're, every single, you know, even things to settle you down, like a good kick to touch, has to be an outstanding piece of technique under massive pressure because you've got guys bearing down on you from all sorts. People can't even give you decent options outside. So look, I fell for him. Now, what I would say on that is, Jack Hardy has done some unbelievable work the last couple of years around his kicking game. Um, you know, he's become very solid off the tee. He's played brilliantly well for Connacht. And he was outstanding in the league last season. So, look, we can have no qualms about that one. I just would be, you know, for for people, you know, I've had some fairly choice words of via Twitter, which is I'm not sure is is any basis to be upset about, to be honest, because there's some serious drivel out there. But the, the, the for people attacking Ross Byrne, I'll... Oh, just hold fire a bit because that was very very harsh circumstances uh, over in Twickenham uh, for a ten to be operating under.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, and like as you said, let's not get away from the you know the great season he had last year. You know, and I think I think he'll he'll really step up again this year. Um, you know, and I'll have plenty of opportunities with Johnny at the World Cup and, mm-hmm. and you know, away with, with internationals as, as the season goes on. But like on that England game, you know, the, the reality is like for, for him playing, like the best time for him to pass is when there's a kicking option on. And the best time to kick is when there's a passing option on. And in that game, there was none of the options were on <laughs> because you're going, you're going backwards. You're going backwards. And, you know, all bases are covered. Um, you know and you've you very little time to then execute you know the core skills of the game mm-hmm. um you know and as tough as that day was for us you know it there's, there's no doubt it'll it'll, it'll bring him on a lot as well
0: A uh, 100% and, and look just to get a, a quick cuz I like I do want to cover just just a bit about you Mads, and see how you're getting on and all that but just a quick look i mean like how would you be feeling going into this World Cup if you're on like given the selection now we've discussed a few of the disappointing parts but let's get back on maybe a, a, a bit of a positive note or maybe maybe not but like what, what what do you think going into the World Cup here? Would you have would you be positive about Ireland's chances? Do you think that coming from where they've come from, where they're not playing well, that they can build into this thing and maybe you know scrape a couple of wins at the start, but then really find their their gear come quarter final time if they make it there?
2: Yeah, I'd still be very optimistic. You know, I think I, I still think our scrum will will, will hold its own and, and will even yield a few penalties. Obviously, you know, our lineout is crucial. Like with with Joe's game plan, having that line-out platform to be able to do his two, three, four phase power plays, you know, that is a huge part of our game. Um, the big area of improvement that I'd love to see this weekend would be uh, the multi-phase stuff. So, you know, getting to five, six, seventh phase, you know, I, I don't think we're going to get away with, in this World Cup, being able to just get to fourth or fifth phase and, and be putting up contestables or kicking the ball long. I think the teams that are looking really good are the ones that are able to hold the ball for long periods of time and, you know, put defences under real pressure. Um, and I think if we can do that, and, you know, Johnny and, and the centres, um, you know, get firing and get our back three on the ball with a bit of space, you know, I, th- I think we can beat anyone on our day, you know.
1: And from your own experience being in a World Cup squad with Joe, is there anything that, you think he should do maybe differently this time to how he prepared the team in 2015 when you were involved is there any kind of little tweak you you'd like to see him make when he when he's over in Japan
2: with the squad um i think his his attention to detail is excellent you know and i think when you're in his team you believe in the game plan that he that he gives you and you believe that if you go out and execute it, you're going to win um because he's such a good coach and there is that belief there from from 1 to 15 and 1 to 23 um, so no, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be any you know glaring, obvious, glaringly obvious changes that I'd make from from what we had in in Wales or. Um, the 2015. <laughs> Mads is still playing, so I'll actually answer this one for you. Um, I'll, I'll
0: give my own opinion. He definitely should change the, the stuff around selection. He got really caught up about the stuff leaking out. The stuff was just going to leak out. We even and I'm saw sure this Rory week.
1: O'Connor's great journalism this week yeah. on. <laughs> well, sorry, I had that team
0: on Monday yeah. morning, and not through like a completely random. Like nothing to do with the squad. I'm actually not trying to cover for anyone anything like that. I had it at eight o'clock or seven o'clock that morning, and it was exactly on the money from a complete randomer. A guy who was in school with me, like it took, like years below me in school, who I'm just friendly with. Um, and like, you just need to ignore it. Pick the team. Don't leave guys in suspense. Don't do a Martin on Start picking guys the night before because that's what he started doing the last World Cup. He got really paranoid about the stuff leaking out. The stuff is just leaking out. It's that's the scenario now. You need to just you know. You know, move on, pick the team, give everyone certainty. Um, that's definitely something that would change. Um, you, you know, Be less concerned about what's going on outside the environment. He always talks about controlling the controls. You can't control that stuff. Just pick the team. Do it the way you always do it because it's nice to, for guys to get settle, settled in. Uh, like The opposition, they can prep all they want, but you can still, if you're smart enough, and he's definitely smart enough because I think he's still the best coach in the world, he can definitely pick a plan that to anticipate. If they've said, oh, look, we're picking this guy this week, we're going to make a planner in that person, he's still smart enough to be able to adjust uh, on the fly on that one. That's something I that definitely would change. Because even this week, I, there was talk of him picking the team early in the week and not actually telling the media till the end of the week. Like, like what? Like, that That was all... Like, that's just not going to happen in Ireland. Like, everyone knows everyone. Like, the parish priest knew the team on Monday morning. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, like, that's, it's, that's not the environment he's in. It's going to mm. leak out. So
2: we just need just, to... Just on that on that point, Luke, I, I, I do think that's a good point. And, you know, no player's ever going to say they enjoy got, you know, getting told that they're either left out or in the team close to kickoff. They want to know as early as possible in the week. You know, it's just, it's tortures. And even basic stuff, like, it affects your sleep quality. You know, uh, you're on edge the whole time. You know, it's it's not an enjoyable process. So, getting that over and done with as early in the week as possible so you can then, you know, crack on and build the relationships early in the week is crucial.
1: Yeah. And um, what, did, what did you make of the players who weren't involved actually sticking around for training? Oh,
2: must have been tough <laughs> that's for them. an absolute yeah. killer. <laughs> that's, tough that's, that's tough going. There's no, just, no, just, no yeah, size of it. Go 100 on, Matt. Yeah, just on 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 that like look that, you're saying that he you know he needs to be less paranoid about you know the team selection getting out that kind of thing. I also think like going into the game this weekend, I'd love to see you know Ireland really put out their you know their best performance and not none of this rubbish of all oh, we're holding back certain plays you know i think with with what England did to us um two weeks ago, they just went no, we're gonna put all our best stuff out here, and we're gonna have teams really worried about what they're gonna you know face when we come up against them. And, you know, once you do a move really well and execute it well, teams are obviously going to scout that. But you can then run other options off that. And, you know, I I think, you know, playing good rugby, making line breaks is the most powerful thing. And having teams worried about the quality of the plays you're going to do, as opposed to not showing anything and then suddenly trying to pull them all out on the big stage. It's it's not, in, in my opinion, that doesn't work.
0: Mm. that's a great point really agree with that one yeah and a in confidence as well to a lot of guys who've maybe been struggling here and there or just the that's team as a whole massive. you know so um, oh yeah. yeah yeah and look just from just from your own perspective like how has it been like so you're coming into this World Cup now and you would have been like very very central to, to everything last you know in, in the last World Cup cycle and obviously you knew moving away that this was you know th- this situation was going to come about like, how do you feel about it at the moment? Is it is it tough to watch, or is it? Have you kind of accepted it? And you're saying, "Well, like, I'm pulling for the lads." Like, what are the feelings around this?
2: Yeah, no, it, like this there still is a part of it that, that is tough to watch, um, you know. But at the same time, no that like, the, you know, massive supporter of of the, of the team, and um, you know, you want to see them doing uh, you know as best they can. Um, I suppose when I made the decision, you know, back in 2016 to move away, I knew that the world cup was going to be something that was going to really sting when it, when it did come around. Cause if, you know, if I felt like I'd unfinished business with it. Um, you know, a part of me though would have still believed that if I hit good enough form, you know, I could still get picked. Um, or, or also there'd be a possibility of, of me having moved back to Ireland by the time the world cup came around. Now, unfortunately, um, you know, neither of those things have happened. Um, you know, and like, I, I'm I'm comfortable I'm comfortable with it to an extent because I'm you know I'm the one who's made the decision to move away and yeah. um, and also as well like you know if I haven't held up my my end of the bargain of of, of playing probably consistently well enough um, especially leading into you know the end of last season so um, you know for me <laughs> this year I've been lucky we've been new strength and conditioning coach in in Bristol he's um, he's been really good for me personally and i feel like i'm back to my best you know physically and and mentally so just hoping to put together um you know a really good start to the season and and hopefully that will uh will bode me well and just one last thing on
0: bristol because obviously it was a great season last year to stay up um and obviously you guys will be looking to kick on what's the feeling like amongst the camp over there
2: yeah really good i think we've, we've 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 built something really special over the last two years you know we're in the third year of of, of that kind of three-year cycle of of Pat uh, Pat Lamb being in, um, we only have two new players into our squad this year. Like, so he feels like the guys he currently has, you know, will are good enough to do a job for him and, and execute his his game plan. Um, we're lucky that we're not losing many players to the World Cup. Um, you know, and the ones that we are losing most likely will be back back with us before the quarterfinals. Um, so that's going to give us a big advantage um, at the start of the season. You know, we could hopefully get off to you know a fast start and pick up you know four, five, six wins in that first block of games, um, and then similarly, and you know, when the Six Nations comes around, we're not we're not affected by that. Is, so,
1: is it an odd build-up, being given the the delayed start to the Premiership season? Like, it's quite a long pre-season I'd imagine, especially because well, it's, it's sometime in October when the Premiership actually kicks off.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like um, we're in our tenth week of preseason now, and you just kind of feel like you feel like you're physically <laughs> feel like Lou you know, Figo. <laughs> <laughs> feels like you're that dead always getting flogged. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you're you're at the stage now. if you've put together ten weeks that like physically, you know, strength wise, you're there. Fitness wise, you're there. You're not. You're only going to improve by probably a couple of percent at this stage. You, you're kind of ready to get into games. Um, so it is a bit frustrating having to having to wait around um, another few weeks for them, but um, hopefully as well, having the extended preseason will will stand me well. Um, you know, it's kind of the foundation to, to what you can then put in in the, in the season itself. So uh, it's gone really well in, in that sense, um, and it's, it has been a very well planned out preseason. So I have enjoyed it, which is uh, which is good.
1: Well, best of look for the season ahead, Ian. And Just before we let you go, we might get a World Cup prediction off you uh, f- from an Irish perspective. Jack, do you, how do you think they will do ultimately?
2: Um, oh, I still think we'll win it.
1: <laughs> You're
0: such a wimp.
2: Such a wimp. Here's <laughs> like Joe's not
0: going to listen to this. He's, well, if he if he is listening to this, he really shouldn't be listening to this.
2: As long as it's not the South Africa A team, Luke.
0: I thought we were them. Um, but uh, no, look, I, I love the positivity because I think, you know, we, we should be feeling good about it. We had a great last year bar the, the Six Nations. That, you know, we can definitely beat, compete and beat the best team. So good to hear you're positive about it. Uh, I'm probably less so, but that's maybe just me, just old and cynical. Uh, listen, thanks a million for coming on. I know it was last minute, but uh, we really appreciate it. Good friend of the show. And we wish you all the best for uh, the coming season. Good to hear you're in good shape. Um, and you definitely like you sounded like you were mentally broken given that you you fell and the, the knee finally gave out to the missus so um, <laughs> you must be a dead horse at this stage no look thanks a million for coming on we really appreciate it thanks you know
2: yeah, well, Luke, thanks. Cheers. For you. Oh, cheers. Already looking forward to time guys. number six.
1: <laughs> cheers, <laughs> cheers, bye. Nice man. See you guys. That's all we have time for on the left wing this week in association with Aldi. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another podcast reviewing Ireland versus Wales in the final World Cup warmer match. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thanks for listening and goodbye.
0: The Left Wing Podcast in association with Aldi, official supermarket of the IRFU. Feeding the future of Irish rugby. For more information, visit
2: www.aldi.ie forward slash playrugby.